this morning as I was coming to church, I just felt God tell me the reason why he'd asked me to do it, which is sometimes just easy just to obey when you're told, not knowing the reason, and eventually he'll sort it out. So the reason why was that um, two years ago my husband passed away and I was left with a front yard. My husband being a landscaper meant that our garden was never done. So it was a mess. And with the lovely help of the King brothers, they put in a retaining wall. But I was left with this barren space. And um, in my sort of grief, I just wanted to get it done. And being, you know, I guess a woman, you can ask a hundred times, but you just do it yourself in the end. It's quicker and easier and less less painful. So I hauled barrow loads of topsoil and I had to live it. And then it was like two cubic metres, which... I'm thinking, you know, it was really big. And four cubic metres of mulch. And I had to shovel a lot of manure to get this soil to go. And I put these plants in and I looked at how they sort of sat and how they flowed. And and then in coming, coming into winter, I had to chop everything back to within an inch of its life and there was nothing left over winter. But about two weeks ago, something wonderful happened. This wilderness has appeared in my front yard of vibrant colour, of hues that are just so beautiful and texture and and scent. And there's this glorious arrangement that as people walk by, they say to me, look at your front garden. Look what's happened in that space. It is flourishing. It is deep-rooted and established. The winds hit my front yard really hard and these plants bend but they don't break. And they uh, can weather the heat and the, all the different seasons that are landing on them because they're so well watered and established. This morning, there are some of you, and this is a prophetic word for some of you this morning, who are sowing in a season of grief and hardship. And the promise this morning is that God is going to flourish and you'll be reaping a song of joy. There is a new season that is coming in the season of hardship and grief you are in. God is doing something amazing. And that's a a word I had this morning for you guys. I wanted to thank Pip. She didn't know this. Um, We often plan our services, I don't know, a bit free, don't we? (laughs) But Pip actually picked two songs. The first song, How Great Thou Art, was sung at my wedding. And the one thing remains was sung at my husband Cole's funeral. And I just thought... Isn't that so like God? He's in the details, he's into into the intimate details of your world. So we've been speaking on the greatest name and I got in first because I wanted to beat Brian Robin, a really cool name. So I said to Lottie, I'm going to do this one because basically I was just competitive really. But it wasn't kind of flowing and I thought, what am I going to do? And I'd started doing a series of artwork that was inspired by just purely listening to worship music and what poured out of that. Um, and just what, what flowed and came from being in a place of worship and what that looked like from your imagination and just flowing out to canvas. And I'd sent um, Megzi a picture of this one coming along and she said back, like father, like daughter, referring to my heavenly father. And it clicked with me straight away. The reason why I wasn't connecting with the name that I'd picked, I wasn't listening to the name that God wanted me to talk on. And the name this morning I wanted to dwell on and sit around and just sort of explore, is the name Elohim, which means God created mighty and strong. Now, we're introduced to Elohim in the very start of the Bible, in the beginning. Such a powerful statement. 
It's a statement, not a question or a suggestion. It just says, in the beginning. And then it says, God created. I love the creation story. I just went, when I get to heaven, I'm hoping there's like a whopping big IMAX with Jesus popcorn, that I can just go, just show me the creation of the earth. How cool would that not be to watch that happen on a big screen? I'm not sure whether that does happen, but hey, we can dream. So what I wanted to explore this morning, and it's a bit of a joke because I say I'm a non-sporting reference sermon, it's true, so calm down. I wanted to just look at, how do I describe God as creator? How do I speak of that because when you've got a big imagination it, it's so big sometimes you can't put it into words so I figured this morning what I wanted to do was to show you I'm speaking out of the message version of the bible all you King James people just chill <laughs> where's my dad he's here somewhere it's okay dad let me do this And I wanted to explore a bit in the Psalms because David, who wrote the book of Psalms, was an artist. He was a poet and a writer. He was a musician. He was a warrior. He was a king. He was a shepherd. And he was a guy who really stuffed up his life. But God loved him and he loved God. And he had the most fantastic understanding of how the universe and creation and Elohim comes in and creates things. He had a real great understanding. So can you pop that first image up, please, Josh? Hoping it works. (laughs) We might be doing interpretive dance, Lottie. I was joking before. You're up first. (laughs) Is it coming? So I thought I would just do a series. I'm hoping this works because otherwise we'll be going to plan B, which I'm not sure what it is, but it'll be fun. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the flowers. It's the flowers. <sighs> so, so in this, you probably gathered that I'm a creative type of person. So to me, it connects with who God is as creator. Um, I work in both photography and in abstract landscapes. And that's kind of... For me, it's how I view God and see God is through either through a lens or on a canvas. And it's obviously, any luck? It's not looking promising. It's being created. You need to imagine, this is called performance art. You have to imagine that on the screen, no, I'm just joking. Oh, yes, here we go. All right. I'm reading from Psalms 19, 1 to 6. God's glory is on tour in the skies, God's craft and exhibition across the horizon. Madam Day holds classes every morning and Professor Knight lectures each evening. Their words aren't heard and their voices aren't recorded, but their silence fills the earth. Unspoken truth is spoken everywhere. God makes a huge dome for the sun, a super dome, the morning sun and your husband leaping from his honeymoon bed, the daybreaking sun, an athlete racing to the tape. That's how God's word vaults across the skies, from sunrise to sunset, melting ice, scorching deserts, warming hearts to faith. 
The revelation of God is whole and pulls our lives together. The signposts of God is clear and point out the right road. The life maps of God are right, showing the way to joy. The directions of God are plain and easy on the eyes. I took this photo from a helicopter in the highlands of Papua New Guinea. And, oh, it's gone again. <laughs> you saw it. And if you've ever been to PNG or seen shots of the Kokoda Track, it's just impenetrable forest that when you're in it, it's so isolating that you can't navigate to get through. And a lot of the places we were based were on the coast. And the only way to get there was no way to get roads through. It was only either through boat or we were to helicopter. I helicoptered as a photographer with a medical team up into the highlands. And as I was taking these photos, I started to look at the perspective from the heavens and how different it is from the perspective from down the ground. Down on the ground, it was just this isolating, quite frightening place where you didn't want to stray from the village because you thought you'd get lost. But from the helicopter looking down, I could see little footpaths and I could see rivers and I could see that that village really wasn't all that far from the one over there. And there were communities that were quite close together. You see, the perspective from heaven is how we're meant to look. Elohim, God creator, it's his perspective how we view life. It's not ours from earth. When we start to look at our situation from the perspective of how God sees it in its entirety, between third Psalm says, oh, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for your rod and staff comfort me. And I look at it and think, God knows the beginning and endings of our valleys. To us, when we're in the valley, it just seems like these sheer walls with no end. But from God's heavenly perspective, he can see that we're not far from the end. We're not far from that breakthrough that's coming, that we're close to what God has for us. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to keep your perspective of that of one of heaven, of that of one how God sees your situation, and just elevate it from above from where you're looking at it from down here. Do we have the next one, dare I ask? <laughs> it's going to be one of those mornings, I think. And started out well with Anita tipping coffee on me when she hugged me. So it's going... <laughs> Any luck? Oh, Josh is coming forward. He's going to whisper. Pardon? Do I've got the USB? Yeah. under the greatest name it's really funny because I never use technology because I'm really scared of it so it's kind of ironic that <laughs> I'm really bad with technology I know Mel's like this is why Mel I don't use it it, it fails good old paper bibles they're awesome <laughs> so the second image I wanted to show you if it comes up hopefully was one that was taken um from my place, at, well, from neighbours at Hinton during the superstorm last year on Anzac Day as a massive storm came rolling in over the floodwaters. And there was something about it that I could see all these amazing colours. And if you know anything about photography or printing or colour, is that there is a colour spectrum. And within the colour spectrum, technology and science is yet to replicate the, the wide colour spectrum that is 
in earth is in nature. We just can't reproduce what God has done. Even with the advancements of science and technology, we only are covering a really small part. So when you see vivid photos and images on your TV, it's only a really minute part. That's not the one. <laughs> no, that one, stop. So I just wanted to read this to you. Bravo, God. Bravo. God and all his angels shout encore. In all before the glory, in all before God's visible power, stand at attention. Dress your best to honour him. God thunders across the waters, brilliant, his voice and face streaming brightness. God across the floodwaters. God's thunder is tympanic. God's thunder is symphonic. God's thunder smashes cedars and topples northern cedars. The mountain ranges skip like spring colts and the high ridges jump like wild kid goats. God's thunder spits fire. God's thunders the wilderness quakes and the desert of Kaddish shake. God's thunder sets the oak trees dancing and the wild dance whirling. The pelting rain strips from their branches and we fall to our knees and we call out glory. Above the floodwaters is God's throne, from which his power flows and from which he rules the world. God makes his people strong and he gives his people peace. There is something about the awesome majesty when nature unleashes itself upon the planet that is breathtaking. Elohim, creator God, mighty and strong. That even in such devastation that with those storms I remember just thinking you can sort of see in the distance that's Morpeth's and we were cut off for seven days where's Rach my neighbor <laughs> without power and kids no electricity and unable to leave for seven days but in the midst of that in the midst of that God is sovereign he hovers over the floodwaters and he declares his glory in this beautiful array of colour and splendour. So don't lose sight of your situation, how bad it could be, is that the glory of God reigns. He just reigns. Literally, he reigned for quite a bit in that particular time, but we won't, hopefully it won't ever happen again. But this is what it looks like when we start to see the majesty of what God is like, Elohim, Creator, mighty and strong. Can you pop the next one up? It's the tree. <laughs> so I'll just put it out there. I just wanted to read from Isaiah this morning with this one. Wilderness and desert will sing joyless, joyously. The badlands will celebrate and flower like crocus in spring bursting into blossom. A symphony of song and colour. Mountain glories of Lebanon a gift, awesome caramel, stunning Sharon gifts. God resplendent glory, fully on display. God is awesome, God is majestic. Energize limp hands and strengthen rubbery knees. Tell fearful souls, courage, take heart. God is here, right here, on his way to put things right, to redress all the wrongs. He is on his way, he'll save you. Even in the most desolate spaces on the planet that look completely without life and dead there is life flourishing beneath the surface and if we were to take a microscope and look we would see in the ecosystem it's alive and what looks dead and barren on the surface is bursting forth with life just beneath sometimes I think 
We don't see anything happening in our life. We feel like we've just stuck in the same spot and nothing's going on. But God is doing a work in you. He is always working in you, through you, for you, on your behalf. He turns barren wildernesses into place that flourish with life. Even in the harshest places, I feel like we are drawn to beauty. And sometimes we need to have eyes look for beauty in barren places that sit there. All right, can we flick on to the next one? They make me nervous. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery in oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name, keep my eyes above the waves. When ocean rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. Your grace abounds in deepest waters, your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed me and you won't start now. So I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Father. I have to photo credit this to my son, Connor. It always helps to steal your children's hard drive and get the epic photos. Epic photos. I'm hanging with the kids now. Um, And to me, when I saw this, Connor loves the ocean. And there's something about when you capture something that's close to your heart and that you love, it reflects that. And I thought, that's us when we start to work in how God's created and made us, Elohim, creator, powerful and strong. We start to reflect that love. I love it that God keeps us saying, look beyond that wave coming towards me. I'm going to take you further, deeper, where your feet can't touch the ground. Have faith, trust in me, hope in the Lord, keep moving. There's something about the power of the sea and the ocean when you think about that the moon controls the tides and how the planet all works in this amazing design that God, the master creator, has made, it all works together in harmony. It actually doesn't need us at all. The planet would function quite beautifully without us in it. It all works so beautifully. And yet God always is calling us to engage, is always drawing into relationship for who we are. He wants to take us beyond the safety net of the shore out into deeper places where we have faith and where we test things. And he all the time says, trust me, trust me. I'm calling you, trust me, step into this space. Can you pop the last one up, please, guys? God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created the male and female and he blessed them. We are created in the image of the God 
We are either all created in God's image or we are all not. There isn't a division between colour, creed, where we live. We are all created in the image of God. I shot this, oh, I shouldn't say shot, I've got to not use that photography term, it's really bad. I took a photo of this beautiful old man in a village in the highlands of Pangee and um, I watched him walk down for about an hour, just could see his little speck and he came down and he never met Westerners before and it was like, hello, <laughs> this probably ruined your Western experience by meeting me for the first time. But I pointed at my camera and pointed at him and he just put his head on top of his walking stick and I took that shot. It was like a one, it was just, got the shot. But when I look at him, I think about how we're scattered across the planet and here we are all created in the image of our Father and how we have this incredible relationship with who God is. In the book of Psalms, it says this about our creation. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside and out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. Your breathtaking body and soul I am marvellously made. I worship and adoration, what a creation. You know me inside and out, you know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you have watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life are all prepared before I even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful, God, I've never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them. They are more, no more than I could count the sand and the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live always with you. Have you ever thought about that and wondered about who you are? That you were created individually within the imagination of God. So the same one who spoke and it was, the planets, the stars, the sun, the moon everything that flourishes on the earth. In his imagination, you were formed before you were even being. It talks in Jeremiah how he was called a prophet of the nations before he was even conceived, that God had set him aside. And that blows my mind. It calls us to a higher thing when we realise in the image of God is who we are and how we're created. There's this incredible beauty in our creation that we are created lifelike in God's, in God's image. There's a really interesting thing that if I was to make a poll in this room today and say to you, who here isn't, would say that they are not creative? And I would say, I had this conversation with someone, she's here somewhere, I saw earlier, a few weeks ago about this. And I said, well, how do you know you're not creative? And she said, well, I was told in primary school by my teacher I wasn't creative. That is the biggest lie. When we are created in the image of Elohim, creator, strong and mighty, we are all created beings. We create every day. We create words. We are creating homes. We are creating thoughts. We might not paint or sing, but we are created. We are made in the image of God. How precious does life suddenly seem when we think as unique individuals that God took time to plan our incredible, unique DNA. There never has been, never is, never will be one quite like you. You are unique. God has placed his fingerprints on your life. Life is precious. 
There's a guy called David Bosch who is a missiologist and he says this, the mission of God's people is to alert everyone, everywhere to the universal reign of God through Christ. He uses the word alert, not tell. To alert is to show, point out, speak with how I love, how I care for people, what I do and my actions. It's more than just saying a few words that maybe might resonate with somebody. It's to alert everyone, everywhere, to the universal reign of God through Christ. We are currently in one of the worst crisis on the planet with 65 million people on this planet at this time displaced. They have no home to go back to, no place to move forward to, they have no place to call their own. We label them just as refugees because it's kind of easier than thinking Elohim, made in God's image. It makes us sleep better at night thinking about women and children living in tents in some God-forsaken place because we're here and they're there. We are all created in God's image or we are all not. We have got to stop letting the politicians and media create the rhetoric that should be coming from the church is coming from a place of love. If people aren't going to be able to touch and feel and experience the love of God through us, alerting them, then how are they ever going to know? I love what God does with, as a photographer and a painter. To me, I'm astounded by nature. Have you ever stood at a lookout with an incredible view and you can't explain that feeling. It doesn't even matter if you believe in God. That feeling's still there because nature alerts us to the universal reign of God through Jesus Christ. It was that thought in my head when I started this artwork up here and I taped off the cross with what with tape to make it white and when I applied layers like you layers and layers of ink so you sort of never know how it's going to work out you just just keep doing it really till you feel you're going to stop and when I pulled the tape off I looked at it and went oh the ink has bled all over the cross and formed on it it wasn't intended for it to be like that God takes our mistakes and creates something marvellous. He is always creating. He didn't stop creating when the earth was made. It is continuous. He is always moving, always going. How are we going for time? Oh, lovely. I'm actually getting better. I'm going longer. It's amazing. <laughs> I used to finish at like five past 11. Everyone loved me. He's probably not so friendly with me now. So... <laughs> So, I heard this story a few months ago and it resonated with me and I wanted to share it with you guys. It is an art one. Sorry. Lottie. It's a bit of art history. And it's about a Baroque artist 
from Spain. He possibly played soccer, Scotty, because um, he probably played soccer because he was Spanish. I'm just putting that in there for you, Scotty. His name was Bartomelo Murillo. I'll just call him Murillo because then it'll be his last name. And he writes an account of his childhood. And he grew up in Seville, Spain, and his father was a surgeon. And he, as a little boy, he lived in this household with a very severe, quite brutal man. That was his father. And he would often leave him for periods of time, so he grew up a lot by himself. And his father was known as the Surgeon of Seville. But on this, in their house, on the wall, in the lounge room, there was this picture, a painting of young shepherd boy Jesus that, quite frankly, scared the crap out of every visitor that came. It was one of those creepy religious ones with the piercing watching eyes and this severe little boy Jesus with his staff and his lady's nightgown dress on and this creepy little lamb at his feet. <laughs> and little Murillo didn't know Jesus. He was haunted by Jesus because Jesus just watched him, <laughs> stared at him, scared everyone that came into the room, scary Jesus. So one day while his father was away, this young boy who had this budding artistic talent lying beneath the surface, he took the painting down off the wall while his father was away. And he got out his paints and he turned the big halo into a straw hat. And he changed his face from this scowling, creepy kid to this smiling, soft young boy. He put rip marks in the nightgown and a bit of grass stains and he put scabs on the knees. He turned the rod into this beautiful gnarled walking stick and he changed this creepy little lamb at the feet into a beautiful playful puppy. And he stood back and he went, now I would play with that boy. And he hung the picture back up on the wall. So you can imagine when his father came home to see this act of vandalism, and it was worse than vandalism. It was blasphemy. It was sacrilegious. He's changed what Jesus looks like. And you can imagine the onshoeing flogging that would have happened to that poor boy. And to make matters worse, the father felt that the whole town should know what kind of horrible child they had to put up with. So... They made him parade down the main street of Seville holding this painting so that the whole town could see what a wretched, wicked child they had to raise. But the good news is there was an artist standing in the crowd who went, that boy can paint. And he took him on as an apprentice and this young boy was to become one of the great masters of the Spanish Baroque period. I love this story because I realised I want to vandalise people's image of Jesus. The vandal in me reacted to that story. We need to stop looking at the Jesus that's all about the bright lights and the metal and the glass and the songs and the programs and all the things 
And look at the Jesus who got down in the dirt with humanity. Who went alongside the broken, who ate with sinners and tax collectors, who hugged pagans, who touched lepers, who reached into humanity. We need to alert everyone, everywhere to the sovereign reign of God through Jesus Christ. I love that we get to connect with the rebels and the fringe dwellers, the displaced and the broken. And I invite you this morning that we get to lead them home. Elohim, creator, mighty and powerful. I just wanted to invite Josh and Pip up. And we often have a ministry time, but this morning I just felt led that they're going to share a song. And wherever you're at, if you are comfortable sitting, standing, standing up here, I don't need the ministry team this morning because we are going to let Elohim, Creator God, the one who knows you better than anyone ever will, who created you in your innermost being, minister to you this morning. lies beyond the stars Those dazzling heights too high to climb I got so high to fall so far But I found heaven as love swept low My heart beating, my soul breathing I found my life when I laid it down, upward falling, spirit falling, I touched the sky and my knees hit the ground.
there's an incredible truth in that song finding your life when you lay it down and because Jesus laid down his life for us we are able to have that life you know we're going to finish this morning I'm going to ask us all to stand if we can just in this atmosphere God the creator he spoke and created life and he wants to create new life in you and I just want to give you an opportunity this morning if you're here and you don't know what it is to be in relationship with Jesus Christ you don't know what it is to know this God that Ron talked about so passionately this morning God who loves you and is for you and I just you know I'm not going to do a response right now I just encourage you to come and talk to myself or to Bron or one of the team we would love to just connect with you or hang around for a bit after the service and we would love to talk to you and introduce you and tell you how you can have a relationship with this God who created us who created the world and who wants to create new life in you today so we're going to do that let me just pray and then I'll send us out God we thank you for who you are God, I thank you. There's so much more to discover of your character and your love and your magnificence, God. And thank you, Lord, that we're created in your image. God, I pray that the truths of this morning would resonate in our hearts this week as we go into our week and we go into our normal, ordinary routine that we do called life. I pray that we would see the beauty in that this week, Lord God. We would see what you are creating, what you are speaking into being. And you would help us to act as your representatives in our world and our life this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give Bron a, a big clap and a thank you? Sharing, sharing not just a message this morning, but sharing part of her life with us and imparting into us. So thank you for that. We have got coffee out in the foyer. We've got Bruce Robbo and the team from Globe here tonight. And I just need to say something. I need to get the record straight, Bron, and you need to listen. I did three-unit art in high school, so I am okay with this morning. It's all right. It's fine. And you know how you said God's into the details of the songs? How great thou art. Art is hanging on the wall. He's in it all. Josh Davey gets credit for that joke right there. But God's got it all the details under control. So why don't you go and have a great day we'd love to chat with you if you want to come down the front and um have a fantastic week real life we'll see you tonight and next sunday thank you team
cross of Christ.